guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Struckoff, registered dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, registered nutritionist. And we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This week's episode is sponsored by Remedy, who creates tasty, refreshing, and natural soft drinks, mainly kombucha, that are healthier alternatives to sugar-laden or artificially sweetened fizzy drinks. In 2012, their founders, Sarah and Emmett, started brewing kombucha for their family. They loved how this traditionally fermented drink tasted and how it made them feel. They looked around and saw so many products on the supermarket shelves claiming to be healthy, but really they weren't. Rather than getting frustrated, the pair saw it as a huge opportunity to make it right. Remedy Kombucha is a healthy and tasty fizzy drink made by naturally fermenting sweet tea with a live culture. Remedy contains no sugar for real. Although sugar is an essential ingredient for fermentation, at Remedy, their 30-day-long age small batch brew process brews it all out, leaving no sugar naturally. Each 250 ml can contain just seven calories, but 250 live cultures. Remedy is unpasteurized, live, raw, and jam-packed with live cultures, tea, polyphenols, and organic acids, which can support and promote good gut health. Live cultures increase the diversity of the gut flora, aka those microorganisms or gut bugs that live in your gut. And they come in so many delicious flavors. My favorite is lemon and ginger. I love that one. They do a delicious apple one as well. You can check out all their flavors on their website, which we will link in the show notes. And I highly recommend trying them out. If you haven't tried kombucha before, it is delicious. Head to remedydrinks.com and use code WORKINGWELLNESS20 for 20% off your next order. Hi guys, welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. I'm actually really excited for today's episode. It's just Barry and I, and we are talking about um, seasonal affective disorder and also ways that we can be happier now that it gets dark at literally four o'clock in the UK. It is ridiculous. And it's so like quintessentially British, like all those memes being like, you know, you're British when all you could talk about is how dark it's getting. (laughs) Barry and I went out for, well, it was like a late lunch dinner yesterday or a few days ago. Oh yeah, yesterday. Um, and then Barry was like, I know this is so British, but how dark is it outside? <laughs> well, like it's so true. We were sitting there for like not even that long. And then all of a sudden it was like pitch black. I know it was like a lunch that we met for and then it was dark. And then I felt like so much more tired. Yeah, I know. And like when we got back home, like it wasn't even that late, but like it felt so late and it like felt like the night was over because yeah. of the because it was dark yeah literally I we put Romeo to bed and I actually went back out to get like Ash and I were just going to do like some treats in bed and I so I went up to Tesco's and it was like pitch black and it felt like I was popping out like just before bedtime exactly (laughs) exactly that's what I'm saying like by the time we got home I was like oh god like it's so late and we're just like Mm. literally seven (laughs) o'clock I was like oh goodness oh goodness me (laughs) I was like oh shit I gotta stay up for But it just like, it just makes you feel so tired. It's yeah. so dangerous at work. Mm. Um, actually, it's a lot better in the office because I feel like the office lighting is really fluorescent. So it kind of mm. like keeps you awake. But I have so many windows in my like kitchen living room area that I don't always turn on lights because I get a lot of natural sunlight. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's so dark and I'm like, 
drowsy. I'm like falling asleep. And then I'm like, I got to turn all the lights on. It's like, it makes me so tired during the week. Literally when like, cause I, we're at my parents at the moment and I usually sit in the conservatory to work. So I'm literally in like broad daylight, but when it's like so gloomy outside, it literally like, I feel like a dragging of my mood. Like, yes, it's horrible. I hate it. And I really am one of those people who's like, I feel like a different person in the spring and summer. Me too. And like, I guess it's one of those things that like, there is a real biological reason mm. um, that we feel this way, which is always nice. I always find comfort in science to explain 100%. why I feel I this actually way. love autumn. Like I love it when it's like crisp sunshine, cold air, um, like all the autumnal colors and leaves, like those days I thrive off of. And then it's like, okay, I kind of deal with it getting darker for because it's been such a beautiful day. Yeah. Well, it's like drizzly, rainy, gray all day. That really does bring my mood down. I hate I winter. Yeah. I feel like it does turn a corner, like come December to like February, you do get that like wet, rainy. Mm, yeah, like... exactly. And I can't stand it. Yeah. That's the thing about like the UK versus America. I've always said this, like it gets a lot colder in New York than it does here. Like temperature wise, like a lot colder in New York, but I feel so much colder here because it's It's a different bitter weather. Yeah. It's a different kind of cold. Like Mm. in New York, it could be sunny all day. And if you stand outside in the sunlight, like it'll be warm, even Mm. though it's like absolutely frigid. But like here, like you never get that. Like you mm. never get like sunshine in the winter. Like very rarely, very very rarely. So like yeah, it could like snow like three feet in America, and the next day the sun will be out. Yeah, yeah. Where that like I just feel like here it's just like you're so cold, chilling to the bone. Like you just need like. And do you know what I find as well? Like particularly in London, everyone's so effing gloomy everyone's like, miserable no one talks to you no one smiles at you <laughs> it's so true it's yeah it's so true well I hopefully people can recommend this episode because I'm pretty sure you came prepared with a long list of how we can get happier yeah so hopefully this just goes viral <laughs> and then everyone's nicer before we jump in though let's talk about seasonal affective disorder and what it is and who it affects um because I feel like it probably affects more people than we think yeah it um, does exactly so seasonal affective disorder is like a type of depression that comes and goes with the seasons and it's brought on by the gloomy weather essentially mm-hmm. by the later sunrise and the earlier sunset um but so some symptoms of seasonal affective disorder are like low mood, like lack of interest in normal day activities, irritability, which is all very similar to like regular clinical depression, uh, feelings of despair and guilt and worthiness, lethargicness, which is like heightened during specifically like during the daytime for people Mm. with seasonal um, affective disorder. Um, sleeping longer than normal, normal and finding it harder to get up. And then really interesting, a craving for carbohydrates is, is consistent with the, um, signs and symptoms. And I do have a hypothesis for this, or maybe it is explained in the literature, but I'll get there in a second when we see what causes it. So the causes are three things happen when the sun, you have less exposure to sunlight. The first thing is we have a reduction in melatonin. Mm -hmm. which obviously um, 
we get from exposure to the sun. Um, and what that does is the lack of melatonin is makes you feel sleepy. So melatonin is the thing that, you know, you could take it as a supplement. It kind of like prepares your body for sleep. I, I swear, I feel like that's way more easily accessible in the US than it is in the UK. Melatonin? Mm. Yeah, it's just like very common. Do you guys like take it? As, is that like a thing in the US? I've never taken it, but like my my dad used to take it. My parents, like um, it was never like, oh, if you can't sleep, take melatonin. It's not like a sleeping pill, but it was always said to help like regulate your sleep cycle. Um, I guess if you're not producing enough melatonin during the day, um, it could be helpful. But I do remember everyone always saying like there was pretty bad side effects of like some crazy dreams and they were called like melatonin dreams. And that always like freaked me out. So I never, I never needed it. We looked at this in my psychology degree, actually. And a lot of people who were like, um, like flight attendants and, um, like pilots who were working a lot of shift work, working with a lot of time differences and they take melatonin. But again, there's not great literature for it in the UK and it's not really advised. Interesting. Mm. I wonder why that's it so might have much changed more. Since, I mean, I literally did my psychology degree like five years ago. But... Yeah, but I just wonder why that's more accessible or like more common in America. Yeah, but I feel like you guys are so much more I don't know I don't know if yeah unregulated is the right word (laughs) we're a bit more rogue like yeah like your supplements and your dosage and like your accessibility to certain medicine yeah yeah even as simple as like paracetamol like ibuprofen Mm. it's like here the amount that you get in a pack is so much lower and like clinically like in the hospital if we had someone paying like the prescriptive um acetaminophen drip would be 800 milligrams which is four pills and that's like the prescription version um and when I was younger whenever I had a headache I always used to take three even though like the back of the thing says two yeah so my mum gets really bad headaches and obviously it says one to two and sometimes she'll take three to four and I'm like it's fine like Barry told me in the US they take that much so yeah that's the prescription that's like the extra strength prescription um dosage but like mark used to like find it like so weird like so weird he's like why are you doing that Um, drugging yourself (laughs) yeah exactly and he's he was always the person i'll just take a sip of water my headache will go and i'm like here's four (laughs) at see i'm the sort of person so i'll only take it if it's really bad but i'm like i'll just take one i just like i just don't get it like i don't (laughs) Like that is the most British thing ever. Like Mark's mom's the same. She's like, oh, I've really, like I have a really bad toothache. I'm like, oh, do you want me to get you some paracetamol? She's like, no, like I'll just wait it out. I'm like, but here's, here's an answer. <laughs> like there's no so bad fun. side effects of taking two paracetamol for yeah, pain. Yeah, no, I know. It's so funny. Um, but back to the melatonin, basically your body produces more melatonin from the sunlight so like hypothetically at the end of the day after like a nice light exposure um you'll have enough melatonin to help you get to bed that Mm. evening obviously with decreased amounts of sun exposure um we're just not producing enough or as much melatonin as we Mm. were so that's one of the um reasons the other is also the production of serotonin which is like our happy hormone hormone, And that like affects like mood and appetite and sleep. Um, and also the lack of sunlight 
can lead to lower serotonin levels. Um, and also probably just to add on to that, with when it is like dark and gloomy or maybe raining, you're probably not going outside as much. So you don't feel that exposure. Exactly. It's like one of those like chicken and egg things, isn't it? Yeah. I think like our body produces less, but we're also feeling less motivated to like- To like seek it. <laughs> seek it out a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, you tend to stay inside more exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you don't like see other people as much. Um, so your things that naturally increase serotonin, I feel like we're, we're actively avoiding it. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get to like autumn, winter and your body starts to crave more like cozy food. It's like you crave just like wanting to stay in. Exactly. And that like, doesn't help the situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also one of the symptoms I mentioned before was like cravings for carbohydrates. Mm. Um, and so for serotonin, one of the precursors for serotonin is tryptophan. Um, and we get, you can readily get in protein and protein, but also in carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, so all carbohydrates will produce it as protein. So yeah, you have certain kind of cravings. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was my. Well, thing. And then the second one is just like, obviously a disruption to your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, so your like internal body clock, which is very dictated by the sunlight, um, which is obviously affected like when, so I didn't even like need an alarm clock over the summer. Cause like the sun comes in from the yeah. windows and you kind of just like naturally get up and then you start to get sleepy when the sun sets. And obviously that whole <laughs> ritual is changed. I, know, I hate it when like because Romeo gets up well we get up at six and when it's like pitch black I'm oh god it literally feels like middle of the night whereas literally when it's sunny I'm like so raring go yeah and there's like a difference when you wake up like and it's already laid out versus yeah, yeah. you just like because your natural response is like oh my god I gotta go back to bed yeah exactly it's like oh it's dark like I'm in my comfy, cozy, like dark place where I sleep. <laughs> exactly. I actually, um, this happened to me the other week. I woke up and you know how from my living room I can see the train? Yeah, yeah. And I was having my coffee and I was just like standing in front of the glass and it was pitch black, like pitch black. And I, and the train station was so crowded and I can see everyone just like packed, like ready to go to work. And I was just like, Uh, I feel so sorry for you. Literally. That must be absolutely horrible. And I was like in my like dressing gown, having a coffee. I'm like, I'm never leaving this flat. (laughs) (laughs) But like you do it to yourself, right? Like, cause it just, it's too cold to go out and it's dark and you just make it worse for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a bit of seasonal affective disorder, um, which is not fun. It's not. And I guess like people will suffer on different scales. Um, some may be more affected than others. And it may like, I don't, I wouldn't say I suffer with it, but I'm definitely someone who is affected by the seasons. I completely agree. I don't think I like actually, I think there are days maybe that are worse than others which are probably compounded yeah. by working from home and stressful situations. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I suffer from seasonal affective disorder, but I definitely feel it mm. at times. 100%. So we're going to go through some ways that you can enhance your day slash mood slash well-being. Um, and I've actually broken them up <laughs> into daily and weekly habits. And I'm, I'm like 
so excited for this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take notes. Um, and then like the kind of like monthly and maybe yearly as well we'll go into if we have time. <laughs> oh my God, this is so prepared. I know, and it, but I feel like it's like there are so many things you can do and some people might be like, well, I'm not doing that. That's like not for me. But then like something else, people might be like, oh, that's a good idea. I can definitely implement that into my day or week or month. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. So we've actually spoken about this before, but just smiling psychologically helps increase dopamine, which can help enhance your happiness. Yeah, there's like a point when that mm. like faked smile becomes a real smile. It like tricks your brain into thinking that you're happier than you are. But like how freaking awkward to be like, oh crap, I'm so like like gloomy and just like feeling like lethargic and uninspired, just like at home by myself and just to like be like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna smile. Like it's just like it's <laughs> no idea. But maybe like first thing in the morning, if you're like, look at the weather app, like I'm obsessed with looking at the weather app, by the way. I like, like to know what degrees it's going to be each day and when the sun's going to be out and if it's going to rain. And I have a question about the weather app because I'm mm-hmm. hearing conflicted information. You know, when it says percent rain, is yes. that l- percent likely it's going to rain? Percentage of that area that's going to rain? I think it's like the likelihood that it's going to rain. That's what I thought until someone told me that's like the percentage of the area. So when I look at London and it says 30%, that's 30% of London will have rain. Mm, I don't believe that. I didn't subscribe to it either, but now I'm questioning how I view Mm. my weather app and the decisions that I make. Interesting. Maybe we should um, ask our listeners. Yeah. If anyone's heard (laughs) that, can you please let us know? you shed some light on this? Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. So when you look at the weather app, you're obsessed with the weather app. Um, yeah. So depending on like what day, what sort of day it's going to be, and if you're like, oh, this is like a setup for like gloomy, not wanting to go out, get dressed, like look in the mirror and just be like, just smile at yourself. Just be like gonna... daily affirmations. Yeah, and some people just be smile. Like, yeah, just like smile at yourself in the mirror. Start off on a good note. I love that. Okay, smile more. Okay smile more um exercise obviously like this doesn't have to be every day but when I say exercise I'm like even just like a walk a 10 minute walk around the block in your lunch break or cleaning I count as exercising like just anything that gets your body moving so that you're not sat down all day because you will feel more lethargic if you're sat down all day you're in an office working from home whatever I agree. I normally do a lunchtime workout if I do workout, but um, I think this week, actually, I might trial a morning workout because Mm -hmm. I feel like if I, like, there is research to say that, like, if you do work out in the morning, you are actually likely to have higher energy levels throughout the day. And you feel like you've achieved something so early in the day already. Yeah. So I feel like with these getting adjusted to this, these like dark mornings, maybe Mm. actually like a morning workout instead of a lunchtime one might serve me more. Yeah. I mean, I can't be very picky as to when I work out because of Romeo at the moment, but um, even just a five minute stretch, I feel really beneficial. Yeah. And it's never a bad thing, is it? Like you never feel like it was a wasted time. Yeah. Even if like I do a 20 minute workout and I'm like, I don't really push myself as much as I normally do, but I still move my body. So hundred percent. There's always going to be like a positive. It's never like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's never a negative thing that you did it. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I'm going to um, do that this week. 
one I wish I could really do at the moment is have a good sleeping pattern. Um, I literally like I was so lucky in pregnancy and I really did save my sleep in pregnancy. I would sleep 10 till six every day. No problem. I would I didn't even set an alarm. I would just wake up at six o'clock naturally in the morning. And I effing loved my sleep so much. I know you did. Um, and I haven't had that in a while. But um, yeah, for anyone that can, try and implement a sleep routine where you go to bed around the same time and wake up at the same time so that you're not being like caught off guard with an alarm clock every morning and starting your day on like this sudden rush of adrenaline and then like wanting to snooze your alarm and go back to sleep. And that's like just doing you no good at all. Yeah. And actually it's called like a lot of people like sleep in on the weekends and then they get like this like Monday, mm. like hangover thing yes. because your body actually. Yeah, I've like, never it, done that. No, neither. Every day, 10 till six. So on during the week, I have my alarm set to six 30 and actually on the weekends, I have an alarm set to seven 30 because mm. I find, and I, I normally get up like around the alarm anyways, like sometimes a bit before and I just turn it off naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you sleep in on the weekend, your body like gets adjusted to that. And it's like every day there's only like a one hour adjustment window. So if you were normally getting up at seven and then you sleep to 12 on the weekend, mm. by the time your body gets used to getting up at seven again, five hours is Friday. And then you go back and mess it all up by having a really big lion on the weekend. Um, So if you can try and keep it consistent on the weekends as well, that'll like save your like sleep hangover on Monday. 100%. And we actually have a really good episode with a sleep expert um, or sleep. What does she call herself? Specialist? Yeah, Um, I think sleep. I, I think just... she actually referred to herself as sleep evangelist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah she liked that term better than sleep specialist. Expert or expert, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, was. she was very well qualified though. <laughs> yeah. We'll link um, that episode this week. Yeah. We'll um, make sure that you guys can listen to it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, next is good mood food. So which we have an episode food. on as well. Yeah, again, we have an episode on this, but eat foods that make you feel good, like physically and mentally. Like, again, I always use chocolate as an example because people perceive that as an unhealthy food, but in my mind, it's actually really healthy food because it makes me feel really nourished and like content when I eat it. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And I also just think like, make sure you're eating a variety of like fruits and vegetables in the mm-hmm. winter. I know it's hard and we did a whole episode on like seasonality and there's a lot less fresh foods like available Mm -hmm. during the winter because they're not in season um but just relying on some of that frozen and tinned versions um is really important yeah 100 and carbohydrates help release serotonin um so don't cut your carbs people yeah don't cut your carbs um this one's one of my favorite ones and actually something i used to do religiously and I do, I probably, I am, I feel like I'm a very grateful person anyway. Um, but practicing gratitude, I actually used to like document it every day. And I literally haven't had the time to journal. I think I've done it like six times since Romeo was born, but just being grateful. And when you think you've had like a really rubbish day, I always like to remind myself that like my bad day might be someone's best day. 100%. Like so many awful situations going on in this world at the moment. And even if I've had like a really tough day, I just think actually I've drunk clean, fresh water. I've had food, like I've got a roof over my head. I've got hot running water to have a shower, like just really simple stuff like that. 
It's so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, I have a, a question. Um, because you had such a habitual like routine of doing your gratitudes every day before Romeo, now that you don't have as much time, do you still feel like you, you think about gratitude? You just don't have the time to journal it. Like, do you think that habit like carried you over? Yeah, definitely. And I've actually, I actually really miss journaling. So sometimes I kind of in my head run through what I would have documented on paper. Right. And I've put my journal next to my bed now so that if I ever have like 10 minutes, because I used to do it every morning, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm like, okay, I'll put it by my bed. And if I've got 10 minutes whilst I'm just sat in bed, I can jot some stuff down. Haven't done it yet, but it is next to my bed with a pen. So, so you're ready whenever <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. I'm ready whenever. <laughs> I love that though. It's just about like adapting the, the thing that you love doing. If it doesn't fit in that old routine anymore, it's just like finding a new place for it. Not yeah. And I don't want to put pressure on doing it because then it's not fun and it's not worth my while, but I just know that there's comfort knowing that the journal is there when I want to pick it up. Yeah, 100%. There's actually some really good research that shows that people who do their gratitude journal every day um, are more positive. You have a more positive outlook on life. We are so programmed to perceive the negatives and actually doing your daily gratitudes can rewire your brain to perceive the world more positively, um, Mm -hmm. which has so much, you know, impact and things like having a growth mindset and not being fixed and kind of like seeing the negatives and, you know, being able to adapt and, you know, it, it's, it's a really positive thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually do in my journal, I do it every morning and there's like a section for gratitude. Um, so I probably do that like three or four times out of the week. I try to do it every morning, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, even doing it once a week, I think is beneficial. I agree. I agree. And then off the back of that, acknowledging like when you're stressed or unhappy or, you know, you are just having a bad day because everyone has a bad day Mm -hmm. and just like, don't let that bad day dictate your whole week or your whole month. And again, I know that's difficult if you actually are suffering with depression or, you know, something else that needs or requires therapy. Um, But just kind of day to day, try not to let that mood carry through yeah I agree something I'm working on at the moment is like trying to figure out like what emotion I feel like I know that sounds really stupid but like sometimes I feel frustrated or I feel stressed but I can't actually feel like what like I just don't feel good and I like if someone like challenges me to dig deeper I don't always know the emotion Mm -hmm. um I'm not very good at like emotional regulation as we all know. So for me, I like really struggle with it because I just like push it to the back of my mind. But like, I'm just trying to challenge myself. Like if I feel stressed at work or if I'm in a bad mood, like what do I actually feel? Do I feel mm. let down? Do I feel like unappreciated? Do I feel like trying to go to the root of why I feel that way so I can like acknowledge it, rectify it and move on? Actually, I do that I've done that without realizing actually and I think okay why am I feeling anxious or why am I feeling frustrated and I start like deducting things Mm -hmm. out of my mind or day and I'm like oh okay if that didn't exist I wouldn't actually feel like this and that's how I pinpoint what's actually really wound me up yeah it's really helpful it is actually I'm glad you said that because if you can't identify why you're stressed you're just going to remain in that stressful situation as but if you can identify it and then you can be like, okay, well, that's how I feel. This is what I'm going to do about it. Now we can move on. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, encourage everyone to identify your emotions. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then another thing I really recommend doing daily, and I guess it's easier, well, not easier, but I have Bear who, honestly, it doesn't matter if it's torrential rain. I'm like, I have a dog, I have a responsibility. He needs to get out for a run. So, you know, come rain or shine, I will get out. But um, I just think get outside every day. And I've never, ever got back from a walk ever and thought I wish I didn't go yeah like genuinely I love it and I like probably some people don't thrive off of it as much as I do but I don't I absolutely (laughs) you're just like talking about like going for a walk in the rain I couldn't think of anything worse I absolutely love being outside like even like we have this little cafe that was walking distance from my parents house um and I try most mornings um to do Romeo's second nap of the day so he's in the pram and I take bear on a walk and then we loop back and I sit outside this coffee shop and have my coffee and it's got like um it's outside seating but it's got like an awning yeah yeah so even when it's like freezing cold pouring of rain I still enjoy just as much sitting outside with my coffee that's so funny I don't mind that like I could definitely do that but <laughs> you might when there's coffee involved I'll get when there's coffee involved <laughs> in, like a space heater like I could definitely do that but it's like walking in the rain like I fucking loathe um, I mean I prefer it not be raining <laughs> but like I said when I get back I'm like I never regret it and I've actually been out with Ash before it was actually in lockdown it was like the trail that we usually did was so muddy like ridiculously muddy and he was like are you sure you want to do this and I was like yes I was like what's the worst that can happen well we get really muddy we'll get back and shower like who cares I love that about you I'm so the opposite like if it's muddy (laughs) I will like avoid at all costs and you know who I think is the worst in this situation who brings it out of me Oscar like this dog yeah hate the rain he almost like manipulates you into thinking that your thoughts are so justified and you just shouldn't be outside a hundred percent then it's like (laughs) what like that was such a well-said statement because that's exactly (laughs) how I feel or like literally if it's raining and he like we go down the elevator and he can like see it through the windows and like before we leave the building like he like will drag his feet like oh my god I love that that is so funny. And we have like um an un- an overpass, an underpass, like around the yeah, corner from our apartment. And literally sometimes like we have to pick him up and like run to the underpass and then he'll like go to the toilet under it because it's dry. Oh my god, so f- he is he has sass. Yeah, and he actively like jumps over puddles, like he won't run through mud, like he's really There's the opposite. He'll really find, he'll funny out water. Yeah, Oscar, like he hates puddles like have you ever met a dog that like walks around a puddle like he's so Mm. sassy um and so for that reason I feel like I feel like I'm stressing him out yeah as well so like we just both reinforce this behavior (laughs) but I love going outside like when it's nice out it's just like I love standing on my balcony with a coffee (laughs) (laughs) exactly but you know what I've 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 said to clients before like if you don't want to go outside like freaking stick your head out the window like I love when you say that there's the funniest like thought in my head of just like someone be like you know and I can't go outside but so I said I could stick my head out the window yeah like like, just breathe in some outside air honestly I just feel like it does something it does like it does I do love being outside when it's dry 
I, I concur. I have limits. I actually really like being outside in the snow. So like, I know that doesn't really happen here that much, but like, I love walking in the snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, okay. next one. <laughs> okay. So these are more like weekly things that you can do. Um, so socializing. And again, I feel like when the summer comes, everyone's like, can't wait for like summer and make plans and do picnics and be outside and mm. like, I don't know, drinks with the sunset or whatever. But, and then when it gets to winter and I like, I'm so guilty of this, you make plans and then it's like dark at four and you're like, as if I want to get ready and go out right now. Yeah, I completely agree. But it's really important to socialize and like get energy off of your friends. You know, see them in the morning. You don't have to go out in the evening. I'm all for a cozy night in, but like just schedule some coffee dates with your friends. I agree. I completely agree. And like, especially like, just like, when you're feeling like you don't want to like reflect back to lockdown when we couldn't mm. and just like re- like perspective is everything and like yeah this winter like by all means have your days in your nights in like I'm gonna do it we're both gonna do it but yeah. on those times when you're like god I couldn't think of anything worse than going out right now just remember that you have a choice and there was a time when we didn't have a choice and we would have yeah. done anything for that yeah 100% couldn't have said that better next one um organize your week slash your thoughts slash like your headspace so I what I used to do is when I was like working when I was before Romeo um is every Sunday night or Sunday morning actually I would just like document my week and what I wanted to achieve and what was like a priority and what I would do if I had time um not so much now I actually use the diary on my phone a lot more now because I just feel like it's easier to you mean the calendar yeah the calendar okay so I even put in things like hopefully I can do a workout on this day like I'll do a workout if Romeo goes down easily for a nap or my mom's gonna have Romeo and I'm gonna do emails for two hours on Tuesday or Wednesday morning I'm gonna meet a friend and we're gonna go for a walk and get a coffee like just having those little plans in place I feel like just keeps your head a little bit more in like for me anyway I feel in a safer headspace when I have things organized I know everyone not everyone is like that but I am a routine person so when I feel like I've got some structure to my week that makes me feel safer and happier I agree I'm a to-do list kind of person um and I know not everyone is and but I start every Monday morning like going through and I usually have like two columns I have like work to-do list and then I have like personal to-do list Mm -hmm. which could be as simple as like call the vet or you know what I mean oh my god yeah I have like like an ongoing to-do list on my notes which is literally stuff like send ash calendar invites for like our social diary up until Christmas (laughs) yeah exactly so it's like I I do two things and I can like kind of separate them um because sometimes I feel overwhelmed because I feel like I have so much to do so if I can like write it out and visualize like okay this is what I have to do for like work this is what I have to do for the podcast this is what I have to do for like my Instagram page and like here's what I have to do for home then I don't feel as like clusterfucked and I can Mm -hmm. just like breathe and then like I my to-do this like changes like by Tuesday I feel like I have to rewrite a new one every day um but then also at the end of the week it's like nice to see what you accomplished yeah 100 percent. so yeah I'm a to-do list kind of person but I know people at work like to-do lists stress them out 
Um, yeah like it, I mean like I said at the beginning like if some of this stuff isn't for you it doesn't none of this stuff is going to guarantee make you happier but if you feel like something might then try, try it. it yeah um this one I think everyone can benefit from is limit your or try and reduce your screen time and I think I admitted at some point on this podcast that my screen time was like five and a half hours a day or something which is literally ridiculous yeah um, but now I think because I get like average weekly screen time reports um actually I might check mine as well but I I literally had mine down to like three hours yeah mine's four hours um but I mean I guess like I've got a baby now so I'm although I literally spend most of the day on my phone taking pictures of him because he's so freaking I know um and then when he's sleeping you have like your monitor so you're yeah oh my god yes that actually explains a lot of my screen time because I'm like I actually don't even with Instagram um I I both actually we were talking about this we don't post every day anymore we Mm -hmm. don't have that like oh my god I need to post something today I'm like actually no I if I if I don't want to post today like I can post tomorrow yeah I also just feel like life when we started our Instagram pages are so we're so different than they are now and just priorities are like it it and just the way people engage with social media Mm. now like it changes and it adapts and like it I don't find it necessary same and I just do it every day I think like I want it to feel organic and I want people to get that vibe from me I don't ever want people to be like oh she's posting for the sake of it like I don't want to do that and sometimes it does feel forced when it, like you don't like you can you can feel someone forcing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I feel like it's really obvious for me, like if I don't want to post um, and then I post. But I actually have an app limit set on my phone um, for Instagram and TikTok. And I'm only allowed to combine to use them for three hours a day, which sounds like a lot. But like sometimes I get that notification. No like it yeah but it happens do you know what I was doing again pre-Romeo because like I think it literally gets to like I don't know I never check I never go on Instagram as soon as I wake up anymore um no neither because as soon as I wake up I'm like Romeo needs feeding then I'm gonna shower then I'm gonna get him dressed like Instagram is literally the last thing on my mind but before I would literally lie in bed for like 20 to 30 minutes before I got up out of bed and that's already half an hour on Instagram yeah, it's so crazy. It can really just like happen. And some some mornings that does accidentally happen to me where it's like, I'm too lazy to get out of bed, but I'm like up at like seven, but like, I don't get out of bed for a while and I do just scroll on my phone. Yeah. But then those days I feel so much like more lethargic and I feel so much like less motivated and stuff. And like, I can like link it to the fact that that was the first thing I did that morning. Like yeah. that is a pattern. Yeah. So definitely try. And then I'm also like, oh, well, like I use my phone when I go to the gym. Like I use like apps and I watch like videos. Like, so I'm like, it oh, it all that- adds up. It yeah, all adds up. It Literally, does. If you do three 30 minute slots a day, that's already an hour and a half on your phone, which is a lot of time. <laughs> it is a lot of time. And like sometimes I'll watch people's like IGTVs for like workouts and I'm like, that's yeah. like, it could be 30 minutes like that I'm watching on Instagram that I'm like not even scrolling but like it shows up and that like yeah, taunts exactly. me at the end of the week and I'm like oh crap I did do that yeah yeah so limit screen time um and then something else I think is worth mentioning especially if you are someone who is prop like suffering more with those kind of severe depressive symptoms is see a therapist whether that be weekly or monthly 
if it is an investment in your happiness I know like not everyone can afford therapy but if you can and it's going to enhance your happiness and well-being even if it's just for the winter months it's worth it yeah I, I think we've we're both of us are such big advocates for therapy mm. um and I just think talking to someone is so helpful and I've always yeah. said like even if you don't think that you'd benefit like you will benefit um and yes it is really expensive um I do believe a lot of companies actually you can apply for like financial aid now um for mm. a bunch of the kind of like online therapy platforms yeah. as well as like you can always go to your GP and try yeah. and get a referral or like you said before like maybe you can't afford for it to be weekly um but like what assess what can you afford and even if that's once every two months that's better than never speaking to someone because they can give you exercises to do in between I was gonna say as well even if you if you have someone that's really close to you whether that be your partner mum brother best friend just be like I just want to talk about my feelings for an hour like will you do that with me (laughs) we can do it for each other like there's no shame in that yeah I agree I completely agree I think it's really important um and it will help you identify your emotions and talk mm-hmm. through things. And yeah. it's just really positive experience. Definitely. Um, and then some things that are kind of like, maybe you do once, I don't know, a month or a year or like, I don't know, every so often is actually just like check in with yourself. So just off the back of what Barry was saying, actually, just be like, am I happy? Like, how mm-hmm. am I doing? Are there things that I could be doing or that I want to be doing that I keep not prioritizing? you know, how can I move forward and be a little bit happier? Like yeah. have that conversation with yourself. Yeah. Sometimes we're so on autopilot that mm-hmm. like you don't actually stop and pause and assess. Um, and then things can spiral. Yeah. A hundred percent. And something else it's, I'm like a really big advocate of this, particularly since having Romeo is to spend time with yourself. Mm-hmm. It sounds so silly, but when like my mom is, if I'm like, if my mom sees me getting really stressed out, or like overwhelmed or I'm like super tired she'll be like can I just have Romeo for an hour and can you just like go off even if you just go for a drive and Mm -hmm. listen to your music just like go do something and I'm like okay and sometimes I'll just go to Sainsbury's and do a little (laughs) food shop on my own or sit and have a coffee on my own I've never before Romeo I have never gone out and sat and had a coffee on my own really and and now I love it wait that's so funny that you said that actually because today Mark and I were out at a food market and we someone sitting next like a few tables away from us was sitting alone and just eating food and I said to Mark I was like if I was like abroad or I was traveling like I would no problem go and like eat food alone or like even Mm. during the week like I wouldn't but I was like I do like would I be confident enough if you had plans on a Sunday and I wanted to go to this restaurant but like you couldn't come with me and none of my friends were available like would I be confident to go by myself oh my god I see I wouldn't before I would never have even thought of doing that before Romeo and And now you do I've sat that yeah I've gone out on my own and had something to eat and had a coffee I yeah I kind of like it yeah Um, and I put my headphones in just listen to a podcast yeah I like I think I'm gonna do that more yeah Um, right next next month I'll check yeah. in with you and see if you've done it yet yeah there is something nice about it when I need alone time and I feel like stressed or stuff um I always go for a shower that was like always my thing like I, my study breaks in uni would be like showers 
Mm. Um, I don't know why, but it was just like really decompressing for me. And I just always felt like very relaxed. Um, and it was just like, I didn't have to think about anything. I can just like literally just like go for a shower, come back and then like get my stuff done. Um, but for me that like five minutes, like I take very long showers, which I know is really unsustainable. Please don't come for me. But like, Mark knows that like at the end of the night, I need like a decompressed shower before I can get into bed. That's like my own time. um, So when we went to a wedding together a few months ago, Barry and I, I mean, we got back to yours at like, I don't know what it was like one, two, three in the morning. Um, And you were like, (laughs) you were talking about your showers. And I was like, can I have a bath whilst you're having a shower? And just being in the bath, knowing that you were doing that, like, I don't know, thinking about your day in the shower. I was like, this is so nice. Like, because obviously like, I don't have time to do this very often. Yeah. I actually had the night off from being a mum. And I was like, this is just, and I so enjoyed it and like savored that moment of sitting in the bath on my own with my thoughts. It was, it was actually the comforting knowing that you thing. were in the same room. In the, sorry, in the same room. In the <laughs> we other room. We were just together. sharing the bathroom. <laughs> but like, there was something like so funny about that, that like we, we, drank all night like yeah. not gonna lie we came back we were pretty drunk <laughs> and we were both like I'm gonna go for a shower and you're like I'm gonna go for a bath and we're like I'll meet you in 20 minutes yeah literally <laughs> we just... did and we met back in the living room and like, I don't know I think like we might have been like eating snacks as well and then like I started yeah. pumping and, and then we had like a nice little chit chat before bed and it was so fun yeah there's something just so like I just savor it so much I think I get it from my mom like every single night my mom has bath. Yeah. and it's just like her decompressing time yeah, dangerous like sometimes she's freaking falling asleep in there and we just like bang on the door oh being like God. mom you must be a prune it's been an hour are you okay she's like yeah yeah I'm fine, I'm fine. she has like a pillow in there like for her back and she oh like reads and that's like her Dedicated decompressing time yeah and like sometimes she'll fall asleep it's really dangerous actually I don't recommend God. um but yeah love that find something where you can have that moment to yourself I agree. I think it's so important. And then final thing, unless you've got anything to add, is try and be less bitter. I know that sounds so weird. I love that. But I'm you know a when like bitter bitch. <laughs> I am. And I've actually had this conversation with a lot of people recently about like the grass being greener because I like look at my sister sometimes who is living with a friend she gets to go out whatever night she wants to no responsibility and I'm like damn like I'm a tiny bit jealous right now I freaking love my life I really do I love being a mum. like I have a great husband I've got fair like I've got an amazing family I've got a great job I've got great friends but I'm like I'm kind of a little bit jealous of your freedom but the, she looks at me and is like, you've got your life together. You've got a husband and a baby and a house. And yeah. And it, it's just like, like that whole, like the grass. You can't yeah, have. exactly. And it's just like, appreciate what you do have. Stop looking at other people's lives and comparing and thinking they've got something that you haven't. Cause I guarantee someone's looking at you and thinking you've got something they haven't. Yeah. And actually like, I'm a firm believer that like, yeah, there's certain things that you might want to change or that like Mm. you really likes to experience, but like having the opportunity to choose things again, like I'm 99% sure you would choose all your decisions the same way. I I keep reminding myself um, when I, when I have hard days and I find it really hard being a mom, I was so desperate Mm -hmm. to have a baby. I was like, I know it's the right time. And 
it did happen very quickly but I just think it was meant to be I was given such a gift it was such a miracle and Mm -hmm. I'm like if I I could be one of those people because this does happen to people who who was trying for like six months to a year for a Mm -hmm. baby and I was just so lucky so no matter how hard I find it sometimes I'm just like wow you were so lucky you got Mm -hmm. to carry your own baby and birth him and look after him and yeah yeah, I think that's so important. It does go back to kind of like the gratitude thing that we were saying before yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I totally agree. I thought you meant something else when you said bitter, because um, I'm not actually like bitter in like a comparison kind of way. I thought you meant just like um, I'm moody. So I thought like that's what you Oh, yeah, meant. no, I did cut. No, I actually, I did mean that as well, but we kind of went off on a deeper level. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, no, d- just be like... Um, yeah, just don't be so moody, I guess. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, actually, when we were together. Um, I, I, like, hold on to things I, for a you know really I was gonna, long time. I was going to word... I was going to say, like, let go of grudges, but I thought that sounded really specific. And, like, <laughs> some people would be like, okay. <laughs> I just, like, um, it takes me a really long time to, like, snap out of something. Mm. Like, I take a while to process it. Maybe that's that ties in with what we were saying about like acknowledge your mood and then get over it. (laughs) Yeah. But I think maybe I process it for so long because I can't identify why I'm feeling that way because I'm not very good at like emotional regulation. So like, I don't know, maybe like Mark's always like, if he gets upset at something or stressed at something, he can like acknowledge it and turn it off. And then like five minutes later, he's over it. Where for Mm. me, it takes me like a really, really long time. But I think maybe that's because I just like can't identify why I feel that way um or like I don't feel satisfied in that like process so I'm not ready to move on and I just need to like work harder at that but I can like I can hold a fucking grudge like it's like if I'm pissed off and I don't want to talk to someone like I'll see you in like three years like I'm very (laughs) good at that Oh my god that's hilarious so yeah I could work on being less bitter and to increase my happiness and also be a nicer person (laughs) (laughs) um my other thing for happiness is I'm a huge advocate for reading non-fiction like I actually like set myself like a goal last year like not a hard goal but I was just like I used to love reading I'm gonna get back into it Mm. I got a kindle and it's really like made my like reading easier um, I used to buy a lot of books and I always like, they, they clutter. Some people love a bookshelf. I love a bookshelf, but I don't love like an overly full bookshelf. Yeah. Cause I feel like clutter makes me stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Kindle was like a great purchase for me. And I've actually, I think I've read over 15 books so far this yeah, year. Yeah, like, I do envy. I mean, I, I just would not have time for a book no, right I, now, but no, I don't think that you should add this to your <laughs> The list. next book I but, read, I'm going to read is a weaning book. So yeah yeah I understand that but yeah I think um for people who do have like the ability to yeah um get lost in a fiction book um I read before bed helps me to sleep but also like it's just so nice and then knitting like you guys know I love my knitting and it's just like great way to be off my phone and just like it it makes you so happy when you accomplish a project especially Mm. if it's not something for you and you give it to someone or like as simple as like a knit Oscar jumper and like every time he wears it, like I just have this like immense feeling of like success. I get that when like I cook someone food and they like it. Yes. Uh, it's the same thing. It is yeah. the same. Exactly. Um, 
but yeah I feel like your your other happiness thing that you didn't mention is baking you love to bake oh uh, yeah do you know, I was literally just gonna say uh, for me it's the small things every day that make up happiness it really really is yeah, so like going for a that. walk making myself food um like having a bath feel like it sounds so silly but like feeling clean washing my hair yeah, yeah. like no, drinking it. enough water oh, that, yeah all that stuff just really does enhance my day yeah I completely agree there's one other thing that we didn't talk about that I wanted to talk about quickly where is light therapy um for happiness um so for people with seasonal affective disorder this is like one actual like area of treatment um because it kind of like mimics the sunlight and um one of those things and we bought them like two years ago with those those like alarm clocks that like mimic the sunrise and the sunset oh um, yeah and it, I forget what they're called, but I think there's a company that like a very well-known company. I think it's like the Lumi light or something like that. A lot of people rave about it. I've never tried that one. Um, Mark actually didn't like the, the, that light. Cause we used to get up at different times yeah, and I used to get up earlier than him, but now he gets up earlier than me. So I wonder if, if maybe I should reintroduce I it. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which is interesting. Um, and there's actually like a lot of interesting research on light therapy. I feel like someone in my office once did like lunch and learn on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like different colors can trigger different things. Um, even when I was in Ibiza, the hotel we were staying in in the sauna had a light shower. Uh, interesting. I forgot what it was called. Chrono, like chronotherapy or something like that. But like, I didn't use it because why would I want to go for a shower? Not in my room. That's how I thought. But Mark went downstairs to the gym into the sauna and took a shower and he was like, it was red and then it was blue. And like, I think there is some research to like different light therapy is like, I don't know, with like moods and stuff like that. He said it was really relaxing. Um, But yeah, it's not something I've like heavily researched into because so I can't report, but I think it is an area that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, 100%. I think just... Some people lack motivation to do things, even though they know they probably will increase happiness. So I know it's like, it's so difficult because it's like, how do you motivate yourself to do something when Mm. you have no motivation? But let that try and drive you, like invest in yourself and show up for yourself. Yeah. No no one else is going to do it for you. Exactly. No one cares. Like we're all looking out for ourselves here. So exactly and like try and like do some visualization techniques in terms of like visualize how you'll feel if you do that like sometimes that's motivating that's what I do a lot for exercise because I'm not motivated to exercise but I always feel better after I do it um so I'm always like visualizing like how I'm gonna feel when I just do like a 20 minute you know yoga flow or something like that I just feel better in myself yeah and the whole like oh I don't have time to do that I'm like something that it sounds quite like not I don't know if cold-hearted is the right word but like it's not that you don't have time to do it it's that you're not prioritizing it yeah like, check your screen time yeah see how long you're spending yeah on if social you've got media. time to scroll through Instagram for half an hour maybe replace that with I don't know a stretch or a walk or making yourself a nice dish for dinner yeah like I would argue that like you I don't know if I you buy that excuse time. like check, check your like, screen time <laughs> And I'm a firm believer in the phrase, ask a busy person to get a job done. Because they're the people who get their shit together and they 
work out what's a priority and what's not and it's like I don't have time to do a lot of the things I used to do because Romeo is my priority his needs come before mine at the moment 100% I just feel like newborn young children like it just cannot compare to anything and it is a completely different universe like I mean well thank god we're out of the newborn stage like the fourth trimester is like I mean some people love it I I don't want to relive it um but yeah I'm having a like I love being a mum more and more every day at the moment because I'm like working out how to keep myself happy because happy mum happy baby 100%. Um, whilst like obviously prioritizing his needs above mine but making sure I'm in a good mental headspace as well yeah because if you're not you can't serve him the best exactly. that you can so it is kind of like a balancing act isn't it yeah I agree well I already feel more positive about I, I was gonna say I really with that episode you know it also it is it's like the socialization that we were talking about yes. I did I was thinking that before it's like this is like an hour of you and I hanging out I love um, it I really do love it and I always do walk away from this sometimes it'll be in the evening I'm like I have so much adrenaline from that yeah, recording I know and I'm like I just spent time with Barry for an hour <laughs> exactly so if you want to start a podcast with your friend for your happiness, we highly recommend. 100%. <laughs> um, and thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends and family or anyone that you think this episode might be helpful to. It really does help us get seen in the charts. Please go follow us on Instagram at Forking Wellness and pre-order our book either on amazon.co.uk or barnesandnobles.com.